Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is Entail Enhanced. To see pictures, articles, and links of what's being discussed, download the Entail app. Welcome to You Come First with me, Megan Barton Hansen. You may know me from the 2018 series of Love Island. Since before Love Island, I've always had a passion for women's rights and interests. So I'm here to tell you everything you need to know when it comes to putting yourself first. Whether this be in a relationship, in the bedroom, your career or your mental health. I've called in friends from around the world for an intimate, unfiltered conversation that will change your life forever. Expect lots of laughter, a few tears and for the penny to finally drop as we discuss the most taboo and private topics. I'm here to get brutally honest. When will you realise that you come first? The best way to listen to this podcast is on the Entel app, because while you're listening, behind the scenes, photos, links and exclusive content will appear. It's spelled E-N-T-A-L-E. So go download it now and check it out. In this week's episode, we'll be speaking to Rakaya, award-winning sex educator, writer and sexual health activist from London, who seeks to redefine sex education for the future. So a bit of background, I met Rakaya during a Glamour panel talk that we'd done a few weeks ago and it was so amazing, it was so much fun, but I was so blown away by Rakaya's knowledge. Like after you spoke, I didn't even want to like contribute to the point. I was like, <laughs> what can I even add after hearing all the information that you had? What really stuck out for me is what you said about virginity, that it's a social construct like, I never thought about it like that ever. I just assumed, I don't know, it was like a religious thing or this really precious thing. But it's really just a way to value and control women's sexuality. When did you first realise this or learn about this? Um, I would definitely say during, like, the beginning of my, like, sexual um, liberation journey. Um, because I come from a religious background as well. So I realised that, oh, my God... Um, a lot of it is tied in with purity culture as well as um, just the whole idea of like sex being centered around men and men's orgasms and, you know, like the whole thing about like sex doesn't end until he comes and stuff like that. Like I realized that it was very, it was very penis centered and it was very penis in vagina centered because, um, because of that, because of those constructs, like other people such as um, 
such as like lesbian sex like it gets left out of the conversation because everything is so about the man if that makes sense so I learned about those things yeah when I was starting my sexual liberation journey and it's helped me so much to um to understand pleasure and what pleasure means to me and you know how to advocate for myself as well in sex and also I don't know it's just been liberating it's just been liberating yeah like it's never been put like that to me it's very penis centered but that is such a way of describing it yeah because when you think about it like um when you have sex and stuff like when it comes to female pleasure it's usually like foreplay it's kind of like the appetizer it's never considered to be the main thing um or sometimes a lot of women they experience sex where with with men anyways women who have sex with men they experience situations where the guy doesn't even like bother like he doesn't even bother to try or at least attempt to make her come or you know to figure out like what gets her off it's just always about the man yeah that is madness to me if a guy behaved like that in my bedroom I'd be like bye (laughs) like it's my turn now (laughs) (laughs) exactly and before I didn't even know that like I didn't like when I was so unaware of these things I just used to think it was normal like I used to think it was normal for me to just have sex um not and not come like literally just the guy comes and that's it and I feel like that's because like we're not talk about we're not um taught about female pleasure or sexuality we're not taught about like how the clitoris works and stuff like yeah once again very very male-centered so true you speak a lot about women enjoying solo sex like regularly on your socials was there ever a point where you felt solo sex was shameful like at school I was badly slut shamed and I carried this sense of shame around for years about it I think that's why I'm so outspoken now but did you ever feel the same um yeah I definitely felt shame but my shame was more to do with um it was more to do with like religion so um I I remember when I was younger and like when I would like touch myself and stuff I would feel so scared because I'd feel like God is like watching me so a lot of the times I didn't want to explore because I don't know I just feel like someone from above is like watching me sin and it took me such a long time to um come out of that kind of mindset like even like even till today like just maybe maybe because I've maybe because I've been in religion for so long, like, even till today, like, there's just, like, a small inkling sometimes where I still feel like I'm being watched. So that's the the shame that I've definitely experienced. But what's helped me to come out of it is just to understand that, like, pleasuring yourself is normal. Like, especially if you have, like, a clitoris. Like, the clitoris is literally designed for our pleasure and to not use it is just I don't know I think that is a sin to not use your clitoris is a sin so yeah so that's what's kind of helped me come out of that mindset 
I agree. It's definitely a sin not to use the clitoris for pleasure. But I think that's so common. Like, even outside of religion, it's still relatively new that women speak about or would engage in sex just for their pleasure. It's, like you said, seen for, like, the me- the male or the male gaze or to pleasure the man. So it's really refreshing, I think, that you are saying this so openly and honestly on your social media. Was it a struggle to become as liberal? liberated as you are like do you have judgment from friends or did you have judgment from your old like group of friends or how did they take it to be honest I the only time that I experienced judgment from friends was um this was before I started speaking about sex and stuff but this was after like my first experience of being penetrated so I was actually um I was actually date raped that's how i first experienced sex and um I remember telling my friends and then they were like oh like why did you do that this this and that like you didn't even go to the clinic blah 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 like they were kind of like blaming me but once I experienced that with them I kind of started to distance myself from that group of friends and I started to get closer to um some of them I'm really still close with now to a new set of friends and we used to speak about sex so openly like we had a group chat like one of my girls would be in the um clinic because maybe she's got thrush and she'll tell the group chat like hey like I'm in the clinic because I got thrush or there'll be somebody else who'll be like oh I had sex last night and I'm I need to get checked out and stuff and it was so open and so free and even till today like my friends really support what I'm doing and yeah they really encourage it I love that I think that's how it needs to be just to have that transparency like within a friendship group because my friends growing up they kind of distanced themselves from me because I was like I don't know like embarrassing or whatever on their group of friends they'll be like oh Megan's the slag Megan's this just because I admitted to masturbating and the sad thing was I never actually masturbated at this point like I didn't even know what I would be doing but a guy older than me was like will you send me a video and I was like I won't send you a video he's like but have you even done it I'm like yeah of course I have like trying to act older never done it and my friendship group were like (laughs) so so judgmental and horrible so I feel like it's lovely that you've got that transparency with your friends and you can be so open with them. Yeah, I think it's so important because friends are kind of like family. They're just like the family that you can actually choose for yourself. So, um, yeah, it's just so important to surround yourself with people who just encourage you and who encourage like your sexual liberation journey. Is so true. How did you meet your community? Like, is that where you got a lot of your knowledge? Because I feel like you're so knowledgeable. Well, how did you learn all of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, I would say it's it's all it's all been online actually. It's all literally been on Instagram that I've kind of like built an online community. And when I started speaking about these things, it was like there's people who have come before like for example like Aloni has been around for much longer but like I feel like there wasn't really a name for this commute for this movement for but when it got to like around 2018 like people were calling it like sex positivity sex positive and that's when I started to see um a lot more people speaking about it and we would like connect and um 
you know, in the beginning as well, I was speaking at a lot of events, going to panels and stuff, and that's how I'd meet other sex positive um, people. And it's just kind of grown. And because I feel like in the UK, this community is quite small. So everyone tends to kind of know everyone or follow the same kind of people. And so, yeah, just building relationships as well with like charity organisations and just um, also because I was working for like a sexual health charity as well. So actually being outside, like offline and actually doing the work there as well. So yeah, that's just how the community has just slowly grown. Like my community is really small, but it's really strong, which is what I'm really grateful for. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so glad we was on that panel together because honestly, what I've learned from your Instagram, I've been struggling to know for years. Like we'll touch on that later. Like there's something that I learned off one of your IGTVs that I didn't even know before I discovered you. So thank God for these panels and the sex positive community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? So what are your top tips on solo sex? Like I feel like I'm still exploring with different toys and I go through phases, but now I don't know, I've got a bit lazy with it. Like I just do it when I go to bed but I need to be more experimental, I feel. But maybe I should wait until I get some blinds in my new house before I start experimenting too much. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my um, one of my best tips is to try edging. So, like, I think edging is really good because some people think edging is just for people who just want to... Who have a bit of... um for men who have like, or just people with, with penises who have erectile dysfunction, but it's not just for that. It actually is like a way to tease yourself. And um, it kind of, um, because you know that, that feeling that you get like right before you orgasm, that's like the best feeling. And usually when you orgasm, you're like, oh my God, I wish that um, feeling could continue. So with like edging, it kind of prolongs it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a quickie all the time. Like, you know, I just get over and done with. With edging, you can kind of like make it last longer. Edging is basically, uh, it's basically a way to kind of like um, control your orgasm. So you can kind of like prolong it. Um, so that, that moment that you feel like you're just about to orgasm is the moment that you kind of like stop yourself. So people use it in like different scenarios. For example, if you're into, um, if you're into, um, femdom, for example, maybe it's a, it's a guy who's into femdom. Um, the woman who is giving him, uh, what do you call it? A blowjob or a handjob. She could be doing it and then as soon as he's about to come, he's like, I'm about to come and then she stops. Or it could just be if you're having solo sex and you feel yourself about to come, you just kind of like stop. Or like you can like stop, start. So maybe you touch your um your you touch your vulva a bit, you touch your clit a bit, then you stop and then you touch another part of your body, just to basically prolong um that feed that heightened sense of pleasure and yeah, it just makes it more fun. And it's great for people as well who come too quickly because that's how you can kind of train yourself to um, prolong uh, your, your the, prolong the time that, it, that you last, basically. And another thing as well um, that I think is good is probably, you know, um, dressing up for yourself 
that's another thing that I think is great like actually making it a session um and wearing some lingerie or like lighting some candles you know setting the mood in your bedroom and because it's because to me like solo sex is a part of self-care and those are things that we usually associate with with self-care like you know running a bath lighting candles and stuff so why not do that in like preparation for like a solo sex session music as well music is really good that is so true i always say like i was an ambassador for like a lingerie brand and i'm always like i don't wear it for my partner i wear it for me whether that's like a male or female partner i'm doing it for myself but i've never actually taken the steps to dress up purely for myself but that is a good idea i'm definitely gonna try that out (laughs) Also, I feel like it's so unhealthy that during growing up in school and stuff, we never got taught about pleasure or the anatomy of our pussies. Like, it was very clinical. It's very like, right, you can get this STI or this is how periods happen or this is how not to get pregnant. But honestly, this is what I was talking about earlier. I've learned so much from one of your IGTVs. It was one of your first ones, I think. And this lady was speaking about your clear and that the G-spot is actually like the inside of your clear. I never knew this. I thought the G-spot was like this mystical, magical thing that didn't really exist unless she was like super sensitive. Because personally, I don't get off from just penetration alone. So I was like, what is all the fuss about? And then I got this toy and it was just mind-blowing. I was like, okay, I think I found my G-spot. But yeah, before that video, I didn't know that the G-spot was actually a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the... um the, I'm, oh yeah I know which video you're talking about that that lady oh my god like the stuff that she was saying was so mind-blowing but like you know what that it is actually um well a lot of people there's a lot of um different opinions I'm actually in the camp where I feel like it doesn't exist but I do feel like you can um you can orgasm um internally but then like there's a lot of statistics that show that most people who have a vagina like they actually don't ever experience internal orgasms ever like most of us prefer like some form of clitoral stimulation and the thing in the video as well is that she said that how the clitoris isn't just like that top part that we usually think it is like it goes inside and it has like two bulbs inside and it becomes engorged just like a penis does and um the thing about the g-spot as well is that it's it's actually named after a man um, called Ernst Graffenberg. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing his name correctly, but it's not actually named after a, a, a place that exists in the vagina. It's named after a man. Like, it's it's crazy how, like, um, so much... Like, there's a whole section of sex toys that are geared towards a G-spot that most people who have vaginas will never be able to fi- will never be able to find it because it most likely doesn't exist for them if that makes sense and um i don't know i i don't know basically my point is that i'm in the camp of i actually believe that it doesn't exist but i guess some people have experienced actual g spot um actual g spot um orgasms but i actually think it's a myth and i feel like it's it's even quite problematic like how um how especially in like the 80s and the 90s there were all these like publications like these big publications kept on talking about like the g-spot the g-spot the g-spot and just making women 
feel like something is wrong with them because they can't find it and it's like an endless chase of I need to get to the g-spot if that makes sense I don't know if I'm making sense right now but yeah yeah no you 100% are and I can definitely say that's something that I've felt in my like sexual history with different partners I've been like is there something wrong with me they're like what you can't just come off of that and I'm like no like I need to actually like stimulate my clit to be able to get anywhere near orgasm like it feels good but it's not this like magical place that people speak about like oh my god the g-spot this until I found that toy I think that added to me climaxing but it wasn't I wouldn't solely be able to come off of just that yeah 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 I'm I'm with you there yeah and like (laughs) the the thing is like like where it stems from is the whole thing about um kind of like penis and vagina sex being more superior to um clitoral stimulation because like like there's actual like this is actual like kind there's history behind this because like freud um he 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 created this term called like penis envy planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. where like the basically the clitoris is like inferior and just it's just basically nonsense compared to the penis and he said that how like um in order for women to be like true women and to be real feminine women they have to like abandon like the clitoris which is like childish and focus on you know the vagina and um experiencing pleasure from that area so that's where like this whole penis and vagina the vagina vagina and this whole like negligence of the clitoris comes from so yeah it's crazy when you look at the history of like where this all stems from and why there's so much focus on the wrong thing when it comes to female orgasms Hey guys, I recorded this during lockdown 2.0 and my mic cut out right at this point. The conversation was too good, so from this point onwards, we're relying on my Zoom recording, which is why the audio is a little bit dodgy. 
So yeah, that is absolutely mad. There's some guys telling you, don't worry about your clit. Let's just focus on vaginal penetration. Like the one thing that's designed for pure pleasure, he's trying to tell us to ignore. That's absolute savage. Exactly. Exactly. It's because they know, it's like, they know that if women, back then especially, they knew that if women knew that their clitoris is like the centre of their pleasure we would just be like we don't need men anymore you know we can do it on our own and I feel like there's a lot of fear in that so I feel like that's why a lot of the sexologists quote-unquote male sexologists back then were very anti-clitoris and just just had the wrong idea about female pleasure I'm so shocked by this information that I can't even process it it's so mean that that's the thing I think people think men would become redundant like if we knew that or if all women knew that the center of pleasure was just the clip (laughs) we don't need your dick no more (laughs) bye yeah because you know what because you know what sometimes like like sometimes I'm like oh I want to I want to call someone you know to like come over or something like that but then I just I just take out my toy I take out one of my toys I orgasm and then I come back to my senses and I realise I didn't need anyone there. Like, <laughs> so that's how it is. That's how that's how sometimes I feel. <laughs> you crack me up. I like, love the. I can do it all on my own. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Get the toy out and then like, oh, thank God, I've come back to my senses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Could you recommend like any books? I feel like everyone listening to this is going to be following you before the podcast is even at the end of it. But I feel like you know so much. Like, where did you teach yourself? I know you said a lot was online, but is there books you could recommend or other sex educators that you really love? Yeah, I would say like this is the book that like I, I swear by. It's so good. And I think I even said it on the panel, but I think people who are listening to this, they need to, they need to buy this book. This is, this is like, like it changes everyone's, um, every person with uh, a vulva, it changes your life. So Becoming Clitorate by um, Dr. Laurie Mintz. So um, this book, very easy to read, understand. She's got the stats in there and um, it's basically about how we need to, focus more on the clitoris and we need to um we need to re-evaluate like how we view female pleasure and stuff and she just she's just amazing I feel and she's the one who um she's the one who kind of like coined the term like orgasm gap like she's the one who kind of like brought it into popularity because she did a lot of like studies on it so yeah I'd recommend her in terms of I recommend that book. And in terms of sex educators, uh, the people who I'm really loving at the moment is Froetic Sexology on Instagram. Um, also, I would say Gab Alexa. Um, another person is Sex Education. Um, also, Soft Limit. That They're from the UK. Aloni, I love Aloni. Um also come curious who else there's so much um safe slut there's another person called safe slut there's so many so many um 
there's a whole big community in here in the UK and around the world. The sex positive community is all around the world, but I feel like in the UK, it's really, really strong. Amazing. Yeah, I remember you speaking about that book, but where I was trying to think of like my own answers and I was like, oh my God, you know what you're saying so well and you're going to put me to shame. I was like, what am I going to answer? I forgot to take notes, but yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going to get that book. And for everyone listening, we'll link Rakaya's Instagram so we can all go follow you as well. The queen of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, so lastly, this one's more for me because I find it so interesting. But on your journey of being a sex educator, what's the weirdest or most unusual kink that you've come across? When I was doing webcam, feet was like a massive thing. And I remember this one time I had to kind of mimic tossing off a toy with my feet whilst being on camera. And can I tell you, the balance was not good. The camera (laughs) angle was so bad. I don't get the feet thing. Hmm. I would say um I've because I have um basically on Twitter there's like a community uh like a a sex community I would say like a kink community and it's called it's on it's called Burner Twitter and it's here in the UK so it's like a lot of people there are like anonymous like they post their nudes and and stuff like that and um so I have my own account, Anonymous and stuff. And some people have asked me like, hey, do you do golden showers? And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> um, no, don't have anything against it. But I don't think I could ever participate in golden showers. <laughs> and um, I've heard I've heard of I've heard of worse, actually. One of my friends participated in hard sports. They weren't the ones receiving, though. They were the ones... Um, giving because the person requested it off of them <laughs> no I couldn't I couldn't like I'm very vanilla like I, lo- I I do love sex but I don't do like these mad things <laughs> that's the thing like you'd be surprised how many guys like like actually really love like getting pissed on <laughs> like it's actually a thing I was so I was so shocked but there's actually a lot of guys who enjoy that but yeah it's not really for me I mean if people want to do it go ahead but yeah not really my thing <laughs> not me either yeah it's bad enough when you're like swimming in a public pool and like someone could have peed in here let alone someone you fancy like directly peeing near you I'd be like absolutely not exactly. get away <laughs> So earlier on Instagram, I asked a few, or I asked my followers, um, if there was any questions that they had for you, because I feel like you're the expert. And there's some things that I get asked all the time in my DMs, and I just don't have the answers for. So I picked a couple of the really common ones. Um, So we've got some here. I really want to squirt. Is there a way to learn? Oh, man, good old squirting. Like, I'm still trying to learn. So if anyone can figure out the cheat code, please let me know. Because I've, like, I've literally sat in a session with another man and they've coached me through it and I still haven't managed to squirt. So I, like, I just haven't, I know that I haven't figured out the secret. Like, I don't know. I'm still trying to work out if literally everyone with a vagina can squirt or if it's only just some people are just blessed with the ability and some aren't but um yeah unfortunately I'm trying to figure it out myself (laughs) people love the idea of like a WAP basically a a wet ass pussy so it's like you know 
when you're squirting, it's just, I don't know, I guess it kind of fulfills that fantasy of of having a whap. <laughs> I guess so. Someone has said, loss of libido after kids. What would you recommend for loss of libido, whether it's after kids or, I don't know. For me, I think loss of libido is the worst time when I'm, like, not in a good place mentally. For me, I'm I feel most, like, sexual and wanting to do bits with a partner when I'm in a good place and that's because like I'm going to the gym or I'm eating healthy I'm just taking care of myself like other forms of self-love I guess but I don't know what would your advice be to loss of libido hmm. I don't even know because it happens it happens for me um as well like I've realized that I actually don't have a high libido like it comes and goes and I think it's the same thing as like what you said it's usually when I'm in a good mood like I don't know like if I'm just not really feeling myself or um I don't know I'm stressed out and stuff like that I don't really have the urge to to have sex but I feel like maybe what could help them is maybe they should just before they do anything with their partner maybe they should just consider like you know, start with themselves, like once again, engage in solo sex and just kind of take your time with yourself, like maybe bit by bit. If you don't have a toy, you can use your hands or whatnot and just explore and see how you feel and gradually kind of like work your way up. Then maybe slowly you can get back into having partnered sex as well. Yeah, that's great advice. I do think starting with yourself, I mean, before anyone, and it shouldn't be like you're worried about your libido for a partner just focus on yourself and get back to that happy place like on your own exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly what happens if you've got a higher sex drive than your partner like oh this has been a shocker for me like not that I've got a particularly high sex drive I think like you said life happens stress happens there's different times in people's lives and I know that I've been an absolute brat when my partner hasn't wanted to wanted to bang so I don't know (laughs) what what advice would you give I actually feel like people that's actually maybe something if you know that you have a high sex drive I feel like that's actually something that you should um like in the beginning stages of getting to know someone like actually ask them like hey what's your sex drive like I remember there was one one of my exes he asked me from the start like you know, he said to be straight up, listen, I've got a high sex drive and um, I can't be with somebody who has, <laughs> like, we still ended up being together, but like, that was something that he brought up from like the very start. And um, I feel like that's really helpful because you don't want to end up with somebody who down the line, they want to have sex like once a week and you want to do it like twice a day. So I feel like it is, um and it's a part of healthy communication as well to just you know when you're getting to know someone just ask them questions like that and see what they say and how they feel about um how they feel about regular sex and stuff and yeah I just think that's that's the best way to do it yeah for sure and I guess it's because sex and talking about sex on like the first few dates or getting to know someone is so taboo because women typically aren't I would say allowed or be seen to talk about sex 
we don't really have that communication. Whereas if we just went up front and honest like a man would and be like, right, my sex drive is this, do you reckon we're compatible? It's a really normal mm. question to have. It, it should be made more normal, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this one did make me laugh, but also it's been a while for me, so I kind of want to know myself. How to give good head when he's very big? What would you, what would you say? <laughs> what would you do? In that situation, you have to. I would actually suggest. Um, you should just be using your mouth. You should be using your hands as well. So, learn about like you know the the triple combo and stuff like that. You know, like maybe one hand. This is <laughs> sorry. This is going to be a bit um in depth, but like you know, one hand on the shaft while your mouth is on the tip and another hand on his balls like you know just kind of like just use your hands and everything else and maybe if you can um I was gonna say could you bring sex toys into it some sex toys for the penis as well maybe that would help um and also in between given the blowjob you can take breaks as well and just switch to a hand job if that makes sense. So you kind of like switch back and forth. I don't know if this is like so much detail, but yeah, that that would be my advice. <laughs> this is perfect. And I think this is the sort of advice that people want to know because you can't really get it anywhere unless you're looking at porn, which is such a bad representation of actual sex, like loving couples having sex. It's so theatrical and so for the male gay so I think this is like perfect and I, I admire you so much for being so candid and open about this because it's something I would have wanted to know as like I don't know a young girl never given head before I would be like right what am I gonna do and like so natural and lovely that you can give this advice so freely and we shouldn't be judged or shamed for that yeah because it's just a normal part of having sex isn't it so it's definitely something that we shouldn't feel ashamed to talk about in detail as well a hundred percent and there there is no like how-to guide really out there I think for men it's quite straightforward and simple like you watch porn you're like right stick your dick in this this happens enjoy but with girls it's so more in depth no one talks about your clit no one talks about how to do these things so Mm, exactly oh this one again which comes up all the time how to orgasm vaginally through sex and we discussed this earlier like it's I've never been able to do that you've never been able to I think there's like a percentage isn't there it's a really low percentage of women that can come yeah just from vaginal sex or penetration yeah literally only like 25% of women can actually come through like vaginal penetration alone so I just feel like to the person who asked that question like don't focus too much on vaginal orgasms. I mean, you can explore, you know, maybe buy some G-spot um, sex toys, explore there, but don't feel pressured to be able to come through, uh, through, don't be, don't feel pressured to be able to come internally. Um, and there's no, because one of my favourite sex educators, um, I mentioned her before, Theoretic Sexology, she wrote something today on Instagram saying that how there's no hierarchy when it comes to orgasms either. So like, it's the same thing when it comes to, even though we were just literally just praising um, squirting, but literally there isn't any kind of hierarchy. Like, however you experience pleasure, 
that's it. An orgasm is an orgasm, no matter how you experience it, no matter um, how you how you even create that orgasm, like whether it's through sex toys, whether it's through um, with a partner, whether it's, you know, manually with your hands, like just stop putting pressure on the whole idea of orgasm, orgasm, and just focus on the pleasure part of it. And once you focus on the pleasure part of it, you won't really be bothered about, um, you know, whether you can or can't um, orgasm internally. Like, you'll just appreciate the fact that you can (laughs) experience orgasms at all. So, yeah, just focus on pleasure and feeling good. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on. And honestly, I could speak to you all day. It's just so eye-opening. And I just love how much knowledge you have on everything. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you so much as well. Like, um, I love how you're really um, open and frank as well, because I saw, um, well, literally yesterday night, there was like, in the media, they were talking about how like, you know, you just bought a home through OnlyFans and stuff. And then I just saw a lot of um, bitter men in the comments. And I was just like, (laughs) why are you so mad? Why are you so salty? Like... (laughs) I don't know it's just really it's really nice to see um a woman just be so open and just unapologetic about her sexuality and just kind of like own it and make money from it as well so oh thank you so much yeah it is it is difficult I think I've been given this platform and this was never my intention to come out and speak so openly about sex and female pleasure and all of this but it's just I think I was given such a hard time in the villa when I was in there and for being a sex worker or for having sex with two guys on tv I think now I've come out I've really come into my own and I'm so passionate about speaking about this and for Mm. years I felt a sense of shame so I think that's why I'm so outspoken now but I wouldn't have had the courage unless it was for other women like you. And I think what you're doing is an amazing mm. job. And yeah, I'm just, I admire you so much. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing to speak to you. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a great conversation. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please rate five stars and leave a review. And be sure to subscribe so you get next week's episode as soon as it lands. And remember, for the best experience, make sure you listen on the Entel app. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 